2: Simon gets
3: it back on the bounce, stolen by Kaminga Kaminga drives it along, goes up and quietly flushes it down It's a one possession game with 3.35 to go in the
2: corner And Chase Center is alive for the first time all night long It's time for Warriors Wrap Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, Warriors Wrap Up starts
3: now. Yes, indeed. Warriors knock off the Portland Trailblazers tonight at Chase Center. Final score, 110-106. to 106. It wasn't easy, but a win is a win, and the Warriors get back to their winning ways at Chase Center tonight. That's now four consecutive wins at home for the Golden State Warriors as they inch closer to five hundred at home this season. They're now 5-6 and six at Chase Center, and they're now 10-11. and 11 overall this regular season and this one was one that they had to have and it was not pretty in fact it was mostly ugly for most of this game and then what happened they got a lot from Steph Curry but it was the youngsters the youth that kind of willed them to victory in the second half both Moses Moody he kept them in the game at times in the first half in the third quarter and then it was Jonathan who you just heard there uh, from our our Warriors broadcaster, of course, Tim Roy here on 95.7 The Game, he checked into the game for the first time after a did not play, did not play a single second in the first half. He checks in with about 4.45 to go in quarter number three, immediately a steal and a dunk, and that was just the beginning of what was a really, really good game, really a good second half, almost a good quarter, because he didn't play for nearly the first three quarters, but a really, really good stint for Jonathan Kaminga in... His 16 minutes and 44 seconds of game time, 13 points, 6 of 6 shooting. Uh, He had a couple of steals as well. He had uh, a block. He was really, really good, and he was... Uh, the reason the Warriors got going, they trailed for the vast majority of this game, uh, and if if it wasn't for Jonathan Kaminga's energy, uh, the Warriors very well could have lost this game to the lowly Portland Trailblazers, who were playing without a couple of starters. DeAndre Ayton out, Robert Williams III has been out for a while now, Jeremy Grant out, They did get Anthony Simons back, one of their starting guards, and one of the better scorers in the NBA when he's fully right. It was his first game since the season opener for Portland, um, but even if this is a, a completely healthy Portland team, they don't have the, the veteran talent that the Golden State Warriors do. Uh, so The Warriors needed to win this game, absolutely needed to win this game after blowing two 20-plus point leads. Uh, Last week, including their last game out on the road in Los Angeles against the Clippers, simply put, the Warriors absolutely had to have this game, and it looked like for a bit they might not. That was how ugly this was. There was a lot of bad shooting. Uh, Turnovers were a problem. The Warriors committed 17 turnovers overall. Uh, Eight turnovers in the first quarter. Eight of those 17 turnovers came in the first quarter. Portland got 11 points off turnovers in the first quarter. Really, the only thing that kept Golden State in the game through the first half, maybe two and a half quarters into the third quarter, was the free throw line. You look at the first half for the Golden State Warriors. They shot 34% from the field. They were 2 of 16 from the three-point line. That's about 12.5%. But they got to the line 19 times, and they made 16 of those 19. that That's how ugly it was. The Warriors could not get anything to fall. And despite the fact that Portland wasn't really shooting much better. The Warriors were 34%. Portland was a tick over 35%. Now, they made a handful more three-pointers. They made nine three-pointers in the first half while the Warriors only made two. Um, But despite those relatively poor shooting numbers for Portland, they still led by seven in San Francisco against the Golden State Warriors at half. That's how ugly of a first half it was. And it could have been a whole lot worse. Moses Moody, 12 and a half first half minutes, nine points. He made a three. He had a a handful of rebounds. Two of them were offensive rebounds. He kept the Warriors in it at times in the first half. Stephen Curry was one for eight from the field in the first half. Klay Thompson was 0 for five from the field, including 0 for four from deep in the first half. The fact that it was a seven point uh, lead for Portland at halftime, um. Honestly, kind of a win for Golden State because it could have easily been a whole lot worse. Uh, down seven at halftime, and then you kind of start figuring, figuring things out from the field in the third quarter. In the third quarter alone, Stephen Curry scored 17 points, was five of six from the field, made three three-pointers. 17 points by himself in that third quarter. Um, but you still had a struggling Klay Thompson. He made his first field goal of the game in the third quarter, went one for four in the period. But Andrew Wiggins, um, not much in this game. Uh, Draymond Green was active, but you look at what the Warriors got from their wings. I mean, from Klay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins combined in this game, those two combined for 20 points on six of 25 shootings. Wiggins and Clay Thompson, 20 points on 6 of 25 shooting. So for Steve Kerr, the, the issue was the wing play. And what did he decide to do? He decided to go to Jonathan Kaminga, and boy, did it pay off. Kaminga checked in with 4 minutes and 45 seconds left. In the, first, or pardon me, in the third quarter, and he played just about every second the rest of the way. He was off the floor for one second towards the end of the game because Steve Kerr wanted to get his best free-throw shooters in the game, but he came right back in for defense after that. So essentially, once he checked in with four minutes and 45 seconds left in the third quarter, he played the rest of the game, and he responded incredibly well. 13 points, did not miss from the field. He was 6-for-6 six six in those 13 points. With those 13 points in over 16 minutes, and he was a game best plus 13 in those 13 minutes. When he checked in, when he checked in again with 445 left in the third quarter, the Warriors were down by 11, 77 to 66. The Warriors were down 11 when Kaminga checked in with 445 left in the third quarter. After he came into the game, the Warriors outscored Portland 44 to 29. 44 to 29 after Kaminga checked in. So just a great 16 and a half minutes from Jonathan Kaminga. And I think it begs the question, why was he not in the rotation in the first place? now I want to hear from you here on Warriors Wrap Up. Mark Randy with you on 95.7 The Game as we react to the Warriors' 110-106 win over the Portland Trailblazers. Give me a call, 888-957-9570. That is the number. It's also the Comcast Business text line, again, 888 888- 957 9570. I'm also currently looking at the YouTube chat. Moco, I see you. TK, I see you. Uh, you can send me a message there on the YouTube chat, youtube.com slash 957 the game. But again, the number to call eight 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 957 9570. Let's break this one down. Um, Frustrating game for the most part, for the Golden State Warriors, despite the fact that you came away with the win. Uh, I do think, though, there is a handful to be um, pleased with and excited by. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga responding to not a benching, but being out of the rotation. Steve Kerr then changing his mind and bringing him in, and Kaminga played great. Uh, Moses Moody had a really fantastic game as well. Moody, in 26 minutes, scored 12 points. Uh, he was in the positive in terms of plus-minus, which is saying something considering the majority of your starters were not in the positive. Uh, but Moses Moody, 5 of 10 from the field, he made a three-pointer, grabbed four rebounds, uh, and you know he was in double figures with 12 points. And he was kind of that steadying force, uh, I think, late in the first half when he made a, a couple of shots, hit a three-pointer, got a steal. Uh, and, and he kind of kept the Warriors in the game early. Stephen Curry then took uh, took over in the third quarter when he scored 17 of his 31 in that third quarter, and then I I really think it was the energy of Jonathan Kaminga along with Stephen Curry continuing to hit a few shots in that fourth quarter, but it was Jonathan Kaminga's energy, Um, and I I think a a really fair question of Steve Kerr, and I I do have what he said on Jonathan Kaminga postgame, I'll paraphrase it for you in a moment, But I think a fair question before we even get into what Steve Kerr thinks about what Jonathan Kaminga did tonight is why wasn't Kaminga planned to be in the rotation tonight? Because you look at what the Portland Trailblazers have, uh, and this feels to me on paper like a Jonathan Kaminga game, right? Like you have a a young athletic Portland team. I mean, their best player tonight, uh, you could argue, was Shaden Sharp. The youngster he played 42 minutes, 42 minutes for the Portland Trail Blazers. He had 26 points, a 10 of 18 from the field, made four three pointers. He had a steal and an emphatic dunk in the first half. Uh, he's he's kind of similar body type, athleticism to a Jonathan Kaminga, um, and generally you got that kind of size and length and athleticism. Uh, you want to throw your size, length, and athleticism on him, and the Warriors really don't have much size, length, and athleticism. It is one of the major, I think, fallbacks of this roster. Uh, So my question for Steve Kerr, I think, would be, why was Jonathan Kaminga not in the rotation in the first place? I think it's a, a very, very, very fair question for Steve Kerr. And as I'm on the topic of... Questions for Steve Kerr. I can remind you that Steve Kerr is coming on 95 7 the game tomorrow with Willard and Dibbs at 3 o'clock. So set your alarm, Steve Kerr tomorrow with Willard and Dibbs at 3 o'clock. Uh, you're going to want to tune in for that. I- I'm sure it's going to be a great conversation as it always is. But I don't want to hear from Steve Kerr. Obviously, um, we know that he was great in this game and we love the way that he responded and always staying ready and all of that. And 100%, I, I agree from Steve Kerr. But I feel like this was kind of a game for Jonathan Kaminga. Shaden Sharp, young athlete. Anthony Simons scored 28 points, uh, a team high for Portland. That's not really a matchup for Jonathan Kaminga, but still, young athleticism. Uh, Kamara, one of the other forward who played the four for Portland tonight, he's a similar body type to Jonathan Kaminga. Long and athletic and quick. Now, he wasn't hurting the Warriors a ton offensively, only had six points, did have 13 rebounds. Maybe you feel that uh, the Jonathan Kaminga could have helped uh, on the glass there uh, against the Portland Trail Blazers. But this just seemed to me um, like a game for someone like Jonathan Kaminga. And the Warriors don't really have a lot of others like him. Andrew Wiggins is, is the most similar in terms of body type, length, athleticism. They both can jump out of the gym. Uh, but Andrew Wiggins had a really, really tough game. Nine points, three of 12 from the field. Um, only had three rebounds in this game. Did not have a rebound in the first half. And, you know, for Wiggins, I for me, I think it's less about the scoring, less about the points, and it's more just about the effort. And I think a lot of times you can you can tell the effort based on that rebound number. Three rebounds and zero in the first half. One of those rebounds came because he missed an easy layup, and he just got the offensive rebound and put it back in. Um, So when you pair what Portland has and what was hurting you, which was Shaden Sharp, the young wing athlete, can jump out of the gym, and you pair that with a a bad night from Andrew Wiggins, it seems like Jonathan Kaminga is kind of the natural answer. And to Kerr's credit, he got there in the third quarter with 4.45 left. He brought him in. Uh, and the Warriors, as a result, kind of took off from there. Again, when Kaminga entered the game, the Warriors were down 77-66, to 66, down 11, with about 5 to go in the third quarter. In the 31 minutes of game time, or pardon me, uh, in the like 17 minutes of game time that followed, Kaminga did not play in the first 31, played basically all of the final 17. In those 17 minutes since he came into the game, the Warriors outscored Portland 44-29. to 29. Uh, so good decision to bring in Jonathan coming. It certainly paid off. Um, but I I think it probably could have happened a little bit earlier. That would be my 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 main point here from this game for the Golden State Warriors. All right, let's go to the phone lines here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game. Mark Randy with you here for the next half hour or so as we react to the Warriors one ten to one oh six win over the Portland Trailblazers. Up first is Filmo Mike. Filmo, I know you want to talk about Steve Kerr. What would you think of this Warriors game tonight, Filmo?
4: Uh, very sluggish. I don't know if it was because it was an uh, impromptu game. Very sluggish. The crowd seemed hella dry. I don't be feeling that, especially being in at San Francisco. And you know, they always say that we, uh, you know, lazy or whatever the hell they have to say about us. But I don't like that. Uh, but the overall game, I just think this goes back to what people always harp about with Steve Kerr. Two, three years ago, you had these rookies, right? Moody, Kaminga, whoever else it was. Play them a little bit, like, like, like you you play them some, so that they could play. You feel me? Like you could start to garner trust, but it's like, her never wants to like do that. And so it's like you get situations where you seem like, like you said, it seems like this is a Kaminga game. But because he hasn't built up that that trust and that camaraderie between, you know, okay, I could bring Kaminga in there or that just that trust factor. Moody has more, more, he has more trust in Moody than he does in Kaminga. But I, I think he did that. This started three, four, three years ago. Play your, play your, play your rookies, bro. Play your rookies because when it comes to the time in, in 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 March, April, and May, when you need them, they're weathered. They, you feel me? They have some 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 veteran seasoning because you play them during the year. But when you don't play them during the year, and it's like you expect Jonathan Kamingi, twenty-one, to be Otto Porter, you can't do that. You can't not play him. Keep him in a rotation, Play his butt so that he can learn what to do. If you got him out of position, that's your fault as a coaching staff and in the front office but come on bro! Like you got to start playing and trusting the youngsters so that in times when we do need to use them we can trust them and use them and they'll be effective
3: yeah yeah filmo i i agree and i think there's a lot of warrior fans that feel the same exact way as you um, I I'm, I'm just looking at the YouTube chat right now, and I see a ton of people nodding in agreement. Also keeping an eye on the Comcast Business text line, 888 957 9570 I see text from the 510 uh about specifically the youth. Uh and, and I think the Warriors needing to, to lean on that just a little bit. Um I also think something that Philmo Mike said about the crowd is interesting because it was a relatively low-key, kind of sleepy crowd for most of the game. Um, and then things changed when Kaminga checked in. Uh, Kaminga checked in, immediately got a steal. It was off of some ball pressure from Stephen Curry, actually. Uh, Kaminga got the steal and had a breakaway dunk. And there was a shot that they showed on the, the 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 broadcast on NBC Sports Bay Area. If you were watching at home on television with Fitz and Buki, you probably saw this when they were going to commercial break, I think the, the next break, whenever it was after that Kaminga steal and dunk when he checked in. There was a shot like from the length of the floor where you could see the play uh, in the distance, but the other players on the Portland offensive half of the court, you could see all those players in the foreground and Kaminga streaking down the floor in the background for the dunk. And as Kaminga steals the ball and then goes up for the dunk, Steph Curry, like a very aggressive like f- celebration. Uh, he pumps his fist big time. And that was really the first time where you saw the crowd get going at all in the entire game. And then Steph Curry made a point to pump up the crowd. I think he had a three-pointer and an and one in rapid succession either late in the third or early in the fourth. And on the and one, he kind of screams to the crowd to get them up and get them going. I, I don't think Steph Curry was frustrated with the crowd at all. I think he was more frustrated that the team was unable to get the crowd into the game at all. Um, but it, it kind of felt, I mean, it was interesting because you don't really expect Steph Curry to have a reaction like that in a game against the Blazers, the Blazers coming into this game, uh, six and 13, uh, struggling big time. Now they have had some injuries that they've dealt with. I mentioned Anthony Simons. I think entering the season, most people would have said their best player. Certainly their, their most, uh, I don't know that dynamic scorer, uh, and kind of the franchise, Portland, did gave him the keys after they traded Damian Lillard. He's now only played in two games, the opener and tonight. Uh, he missed every game in between. Uh, and also, Scoot Henderson, their their young top five pick, he missed a handful of games as well. Now they're without uh, Robert Williams III, who they acquired from Portland. And DeAndre Ayton missed this game tonight. Jeremy Grant missed this game tonight. Uh, so I say all that just to say this didn't feel like a game where the Warriors needed, kind of to to intrinsically get the crowd going. Like it just felt like something they were going to be able to handle this team and and get a win and kind of walk out of Chase Center with the W. But it took a little bit more effort than that. Uh, I th- I thought that was interesting the way that it, it felt like Steph Curry tried to purposefully fire up the crowd, and he kind of did it with his play again. 17 points in that third quarter. Um, but it, it just kind of felt a little bit weird considering the opponent uh, and the war- Warriors kind of sleptwalked through this one uh, for just a little bit. All right, give us a call. It's Warriors wrap up. Mark Randy with you here on 95.7 The Game reacting to this 110-106 Warriors win over the Portland Trailblazers. 888 957 9570. That's the number to call. It's also the Comcast business text line. I'm keeping an eye on that. The 609 says Kaminga should be getting more minutes than Moody going forward. I'm not sure I agree with that. Moody was really good as well. I think they both should be consistent mainstays in the rotation. 609. Uh, let's see. 602 says Dub Nation demands JK get more playing time. Uh, 602. I think. You're right. Basically, all of Dub Nation is in agreement with you. I will say where I I think Steve Kerr deserves some credit, where I think we have seen some progress, is sticking with someone, and specifically the young guys, when they showed you a positive burst. Think back to last week. It was Tuesday in Sacramento. I was breaking it all down with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up that week as well, that game as well. The Warriors had that 24-point lead late in the first half. Things fell apart in the second half. And then Moses Moody, who wasn't in the rotation, was not going to play in that game. It was kind of a, a predetermined decision for Steve Kerr. He even admitted to it. He, he went up to Moses pregame before that game in Sacramento against the Kings and said, hey, Moses, I just want to let you know that... The plan is to not play you today. Unless something happens, you're not going to play. You're not in the rotation today. I know I don't know exactly what that decision entails and how he came to that decision, but that was the decision. That was the plan. And then what happened? Chris Paul goes out in the first quarter. Gary Payton injures his calf. By the way, Chris Paul and Andrew Wiggins back today for the first time after missing the last two games. But with those injuries against Sacramento, and then kind of a, a sluggish third quarter once again, Steve Kerr turned to Moses Moody, and Moses Moody played great. He played great in that second half in Sacramento. But what happened in the fourth quarter, With I think it was around four minutes left, uh, Steve Kerr brought Andrew Wiggins, who was having a great game in that one, and Klay Thompson back into the game and took out Moses Moody. And then things went downhill from there. Klay missed a couple of shots down the stretch, and the Warriors ultimately lost on that, that tough running banked in shot by Malik Monk and then the Miss Steph Curry three at the buzzer and the Warriors lost. And what did Steve Kerr later on say? In fact, he said it on this very station when he came on with Willard and Dibs. I think it was the next day on Wednesday. And how powerful is Cox
2: Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: And he said, "Uh, you know what? Thinking about it now, it was a mistake. I should have left Moses Moody in the game. Okay, now let's fast forward to tonight. It's not about Moody this time. Moody played a lot of minutes and he was in the rotation the entire game. But Jonathan Kaminga was not planned to play at all tonight. Did not play the entire first half and touched touched the floor for the first time with four minutes and 45 seconds left in the third quarter. So not a part of the rotation at all, but Andrew Wiggins struggles. The Blazers athletic wings really hurting the Warriors. Steve Kerr needs some juice, needs some athleticism, needs some energy, needs a spark. He's searching for anything, so what does he do? He goes against his original decision, which was Kaminga not being part of the rotation, and puts him in. And how does Kaminga respond? Exactly as Moody did against the Kings last week. He plays great. Kaminga balls out. Kaminga cutting. Gets the alley-oop from Draymond Green. Steps up defensively with a block and a dunk. And, you know, is moving without the ball and is cutting and is slashing and doing all of the things the Warriors want him to do. You know, how does Steve Kerr respond this time? Again, with in mind what Kerr did last week when it was the Moses Moody situation in Sacramento, when he took him out of the game. But then he later admitted and realized his mistake. What does he do this time? He keeps coming in the game. So maybe we're seeing a little bit of growth and change there from Steve Kerr because in the past, he has generally done what he did last week in Sacramento with Moses Moody. And to Steve Kerr's credit, I mean, that's generally worked because the veterans, before what's seeming like the last three, four weeks for the Golden State Warriors, the veterans hadn't really let him down. Like, I can't really blame Steve Kerr for going back to the veterans. I mean, Steph Curry, obviously, untouchable. Draymond Green and Klay Thompson are probably both Hall of Famers. Andrew Wiggins was the second most important player on a championship team. Like those are the guys who have helped you win a lot in the past. But I do think it's important to note that I think there was a little bit of a shift here for Steve Kerr tonight, and and maybe that's something that does continue to change moving forward for the Golden State Warriors. Maybe this is the beginning of Steve Kerr realizing, hey, maybe these youngsters can have a bigger impact on winning than than I previously thought. And by the way, I, I teased this a bit ago. I forgot to get to it. But Steve Kerr asked about Jonathan Kaminga post-game uh, in the presser right after the game. When asked why he wasn't in the rotation, said, well, it's difficult to play 10 guys. So just a simple math problem Uh, for Jonathan Kaminga getting on the floor in this one. Uh, He said both uh, Moses Moody and Brandon Pajemski have earned consistent minutes, which I think is fair. I would argue that they have. Part of why Moses Moody is in the rotation is because of what he did against Sacramento on the road last week, and then Steve Kerr's mistake of replacing him. So I don't think the answer to more Kaminga minutes is fewer Moody minutes. And Pajemski didn't have his best game today, but I think he's earned at least rotation minutes as well. And then Steve Kerr was asked about why he decided to bring him in. Um, And he said the game called for Kaminga's athleticism to match with the youth and athleticism of the Trailblazers, which I agree with 100%. um, But I would just say I'm not so sure why it took uh, two and a half quarters to figure that one out uh, because Shaden Sharp hurt the Warriors early. Uh, he had 10 points in the first seven minutes, Shaden Sharp did. And he's kind of the one-for-one. The one. Shaden Sharp is kind of the, the Blazers' Jonathan Kaminga. Um, so maybe the, the the answer was go to Kaminga a little bit earlier. Uh, and we're obviously nitpicking here because the Warriors did come up with a win. But when you, you, you see just how different the game looked and felt with Jonathan Kaminga on the floor... Um, I think you can point to perhaps him needing to get out there a little bit earlier, and, and maybe this wouldn't have been so tight down the stretch. Uh, so Kaminga did not play at all in the first half. The Warriors shooting uh, really, really struggled in the first half. Uh, before I get to that, give me a call. I want to hear from you. What do you think about Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, the rotations, the minutes, how they were distributed tonight? Give me a call on a Warriors wrap-up. Mark Randy with you here on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. The YouTube chat is going crazy right now. I see you, uh, Jimbo. Uh, I see a couple of others on there. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't. I, I'm going to butcher some of these names. Uh, Dirty Harry, I see you. The Traveling, a uh, couple of others. NBW, Doughboy, I, I see you all on YouTube. Keep them coming. I'll try to get to some of your comments on YouTube here on 95.7 The Game. But give me a call, 888 888- 9579570 that's also the Comcast business text line. Um, but the Warriors really struggled to shoot the ball in this one. Stephen Curry 1 for 8 from the field in the first half. Klay Thompson 0 for 5 in the first half. Draymond Green 2 for 5 in the first half. Andrew Wiggins 2 for 8 in the first half. Those four. Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, a combined 5 for 26 from the field in the first half. That's not good. The rest of the team in the first half, 10 for 18. So it really was the others that kept the Warriors in the game in the first half. And by the others, I, I really specifically mean Moses Moody. Uh, Moses Moody in the first half kept the Warriors in it. He was four for six from the field, nine points in the first half. Dario Saric, despite turning the ball over three times, I think in like his his first five minutes on the floor, he did kind of steady himself the rest of the way. He had seven points. In the first half, Saric on the night, Uh, he finished with 13 points off the bench. There were six Warriors in double figures, three starters, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Stephen Curry, along with Moody, Saric, and Jonathan Kaminga. But it was the others that kept the Warriors in the game in the first half, specifically Moses Moody, also Dario Saric. I think Draymond Green deserves a shout-out for his game tonight. Uh, Ten points, ten rebounds, nine assists. An assist shy of a triple-double. Uh, he was really good and active in this one for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and, and then Stephen Curry took over in the third quarter. He had 17 points in the third quarter alone, and that was really when uh, you kind of felt the tide turning a little bit. Uh, the Warriors in that quarter outscored Portland 34-31. to That was kind of both teams' best-scoring quarter in this game. But Stephen Curry, 17 points in the third, five of six from the field and three of four from downtown. And that's when you could feel him trying to not only will his team to victory, um, but will the crowd into the game. Because up to that point, you get to about midway through the third quarter, and there really wasn't a ton to be excited about. It was kind of a sleepy night inside a chase center. Uh, And then Steph Curry happened in the third quarter with kind of a classic Curry flurry. Um, but even that wasn't enough to really pull away. I mean, he had 17 points in the period in the third quarter alone, but the deficit, uh, for the Warriors was seven at halftime and the Warriors only outscored Portland by three in the third. So they were down seven at half. And then in the quarter where Curry scores 17 points, the Warriors are still down four going into the fourth quarter. Um, so it it was a curry flurry, but you weren't really able to gain a ton of ground. Uh it was it was kind of a strange quarter because normally you feel like when you get that kind of curry quarter, that extended Curry Flurry, you're looking at like a sometimes you would get, you know, in the Peak Warrior days, and it's not fair to compare this team to Peak Warrior days, but you get a seventeen point quarter from Curry. Normally you're outscoring your opponent like thirty eight to twenty one in a quarter, and you just absolutely put the game away in the third quarter. Uh, I think unfair to to draw that comparison, Um, but Steph Curry wasn't enough. He he wasn't able to do it by himself. Now, he was a big reason, of course, um, but the Warriors needed someone else to step up. And in the fourth quarter specifically, it was Jonathan Kaminga. Again, he checked in with 4.45 to go in the third quarter, and, and then he played really the rest of the game aside for like a second and a half When Klay Thompson got fouled, when the Blazers were just trying to preserve clock, Kaminga came out because he's not one of the Warriors' five best free throw shooters, and he came right back in for defense after that. So essentially, he played the final 16-45 of the game, take out like a second and a half there for that free throw. Those two free throws for Klay Thompson. Um, But he was on the floor during the best stretch of Warriors basketball in this game. And in the fourth quarter for the Golden State Warriors... Jonathan Kaminga played again every second except for one, nine points in the fourth quarter alone, four of four from the field, had an assist, had a rebound, had a steal. Right when he checked into the game, he had a steal that led to a dunk. He was really good in this game, and the Warriors do not win it without him. So perhaps we see um, a similar change for the Golden State Warriors and for their rotations moving forward with Jonathan Kaminga like we saw with Moses Moody from last week in Sacramento. Since then, Steve Kerr's been a man of his word. He said, I gotta find a way to get Moses Moody consistent rotation minutes. And he has since then. Now it's only been three games. You played the Clippers consecutive games, and now here at home tonight against the Portland Trailblazers, and he's been a part of all of those games. Um, is something similar on deck for Jonathan Kaminga? Now again, Steve Kerr did say today it's it's difficult. They said this post game. It's difficult to play ten guys to find minutes for ten guys. There's only so many minutes to go around. And if you're a Golden State Warriors fan, who are you taking minutes away from at this point in time? Um, I think I know most people's answers. They'd probably be, I, I would, I would guess most Warrior fans are saying Klay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins, and maybe specifically if you're looking at how it went today, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was not very good today, but to be fair to Wiggins, off a two-game absence, slammed his right index finger in a car door after the the loss in Sacramento, missed both games against the Clippers, um, and and returned today, ended up playing, what, how many minutes did Wiggins get tonight in the starting lineup? 27 minutes and 25 seconds, 9 points, 3-12 from the field. Uh, not his best game. Certainly not even close to his best game, but first game back after a couple of games off. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Mark Randy with you on 95.7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Up next is Mark in Milbray. Mark, what's up? You're on with Randy on Warriors Wrap-Up. Uh, what would you think of Kaminga and the rest of the Warriors tonight, Mark?
5: Yeah, really impressed with uh, J.K. Uh, that's what they need out of him. I know he's been consistent, but I think Kerr really has no choice to, to play him, get him more minutes. Obviously, Moody is going to be a factor. Podemski, if he's got the hot hand, he's going to get the – he 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 should get the playing time as well. But, I mean, he's, he's a young guy, really rookie. He's going to be inconsistent. I don't think uh, – the one point of contention I have is, with the way this Warriors team has played this year, outside of Curry, I don't think anybody should expect – Big time play minutes. I think Curry's got to go with the hot hand. and like tonight, Kaminga, when he's going, you got to get him on the floor. It's just they're too inconsistent. Everybody else outside of Curry, I don't know what the hell is going on with Wiggins. He's really regressed uh, since the title year, and this year he's just falling off a map. Hopefully, this guy really needs to get going. They they, they gave him the back to be that that second hand man guy to, to Curry there, along with uh, Clay and Draymond. So, I mean, they got the job done. Kaminga, hopefully, is really jump on jump off point for him tonight. And Curry, obviously, still playing at a high level. But, you really need all that to beat one of the worst teams in the league. And so, that's not really a good sign. Warriors, in the fourth quarter this year, have been one of the worst teams. And, I don't know, they've lost, what, three or four games at least because they couldn't finish uh, teams. So, what are your thoughts in terms of now, the schedule is going to get tougher and they're playing a lot more tough teams And really, if Curry's not carrying the load here, do you think these other guys, and that means everybody outside of Curry can really step their game up and get on a win streak? Because I don't think they can do what they did last year where they can toil around all year. Because this year, they can't even beat teams at home, really. They're struggling to beat bad teams like Portland. And obviously on the road, you don't know what you're going to get. So what are your thoughts in terms of going forward, um, the identity of this team outside of Curry? Because it's really really not good at it, and the west is a lot tougher
3: yeah good call mark and, and good question uh you are right they do have a handful of, of tough games on the horizon you go to oklahoma city on friday at uh, phoenix on tuesday as talented as any team in the league you go to the clippers on thursday uh, you just lost in los angeles to the clippers uh earlier on saturday just last week your last game played before tonight uh, so you've got a handful of tough games on the horizon, which is what made this game tonight so important. You needed to get a win against uh, a poor Portland team, to put it lightly. Uh, and Mark was right. The Warriors have struggled at home. However, now they're five and six at home and they've won four consecutive home games. So it it seems like things are maybe turning around a little bit for the Warriors uh, at home. However, now they're really struggling on the road. Uh, you look at their last, what? Let's, let's see here. Their last one, two, three, four road games, they've lost them all. They've won their last four home games. They've lost their last four road games. Uh, so we'll see if the Warriors can kind of get going on the road while staying hot at home, even though it doesn't feel like they're hot because they haven't really had a classic Warriors win at home. In a while, I mean, the wins at home are against Houston uh, back on the 20th of November, where you win by five points, you eked out a win against the worst team in the league, San Antonio, well, the worst team in the West. Detroit probably holds the claim of the worst team in the league. Uh, you eke out a win last Thursday against the Clippers at home, and then you you sneak by Portland tonight uh, by a final score of 110 to 106. So it doesn't, it's not really inspiring a ton of confidence, but at least you're getting wins uh in this one here tonight all right let's go to uh we gotta we gotta hit a couple things for business here on warriors wrap up on 95.7 the game we'll get to brad uh, on warriors wrap up to, to round out the calls here in just a little bit but first we'll go to extending the three-point line it was steph curry for the golden state warriors curry waiting shot clock down to 12 holding thompson Screens, Curry gets Simons with seven, with six. Right side, step back, three off the dribble. Got it!
2: It's good! Timeout Portland, and the Warriors lead by four, 108-104. Clutch, Stephen Curry.
3: Yeah, clutch indeed. Tim Roy there on 95-7 the game. Of course, that three made a four-point Warriors lead with 10 seconds left. The Blazers would get a bucket. Klay Thompson would then make a couple of free throws to seal the deal. But that came off of kind of an interesting moment. Andrew Wiggins driving with the Warriors up by one, missed a tough layup. Uh, The Blazers got the rebound, and then Jonathan Kaminga stole an outlet pass and the Warriors then got it to Stephen Curry. He killed some clock and hit a tough three-pointer, uh, a step-back three, to put the Warriors in front by four. That was enough for the Warriors to earn the victory, and that was extending the three-point line. Brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit West Coast Men's Health. .com. All right, let's go to the phones, then we'll wrap up Warriors wrap-up here in just a minute. Up next is Brad in Antioch. Brad, what's up? You're on Warriors wrap-up with Grandy here on 95.7 The Game. What would you think of that Warriors win tonight, Brad?
0: How we doing, box? Yeah, you know, it was uninspirational, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I mean, you look at this game on paper, you know, they're, they're missing both their bigs on Portland with no Robert Williams III, no DeAndre Aiden, no Jeremy Grant. I mean, this was a game. I honestly thought the Warriors were going to bounce back from that horrible loss to the Clippers and win this game by like 30 points going away. And I mean, it literally went down to the last seconds. I, I don't know what they need to do to change the face of this team. If they need to get younger, or they need to go get somebody and make a and make a, a trade, which I really feel like they need to do to get maybe some size to the team. But uh, they're just not they're looking like a team that's going to be on the bubble, trying to get into the playoffs this year. Thanks for
3: taking my call. Yeah, appreciate it, Brad. Good call. Um, Yeah, there's a ton of Warrior fans. I'm seeing it all over the place on the YouTube chat, on the the Comcast business, text line 888-957-9570. There's a lot of trade talk. Uh, My question would be, what's the move? Because the Warriors are at a really difficult situation where obviously in order to make any sort of move, they need to shed a ton of money. uh, And the only way you're going to get a player... That you, f- that you think could help this team is they're likely going to be making a lot of money. Um, and you're going to have to attach a young asset to your high-priced veterans because, like, for example, uh, and I'm, I'm just throwing his name out there, I'm not saying that I think he should be traded, but in the the world where you try to trade Klay Thompson, uh, you're not getting a, a young star in return for that. It's just not the way that that the, the world works, that the league works for veterans. I'm seeing a lot on the the YouTube chat on 95.7 The Game, youtube.com slash 95.7 The Game. I'm seeing a lot of uh, Kaminga's gone. Kaminga's going to get traded. I'm just curious where that's coming from. Is it just simply because you need to attach someone to someone else to make the, the trade more enticing and to even out the money to get someone in return? Or do Warrior fans want to trade Jonathan Kaminga after what he did tonight? He looked incredible. It seems like he could be a consistent piece for the Warriors going forward. Uh, KM Johnson on the YouTube chat asks the exact question that I'm asking. Where is this Kaminga trade talk coming from? And then Uncle Looney responds, it's just one guy saying it over and over. Well, I mean, I'm seeing it on Twitter. I'm seeing it on the Comcast business tax line. I'm seeing it. In a lot of places. And I, I don't really know where it's coming from. I don't know how you could see what Kaminga did tonight, uh, and and your reaction, your takeaway be, Oh, it's time to trade him. Um, it, it seemed like he I mean, he was really good tonight. It didn't seem like he was really good tonight. He was really good tonight. And if the Warriors get that kind of Jonathan Kaminga consistently moving forward, um, then maybe that's the boost that the Warriors need moving forward. Um, I don't know. That, that's that's not on my radar at this point. I will say I, I think there's a good chance, based on what we saw Steve Kerr do with Moses Moody last week and the way Kaminga played tonight, I think there's a good chance that we now see Kaminga more consistently in the rotation. However, at the same time, we have seen Kaminga have really bad spells as well. And we'll see what this next spell means and and means for him and and what he does with it and how that affects Steve Kerr's rotations and the plan moving forward. Um, But at this moment, I don't think that's even on the Golden State Warriors radar here as they are now 10 and 11 on the year. And uh, they, they try to get back to 500 coming up on Friday. Uh, as they travel to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. All right, a couple minutes left here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Really quickly, did want to remind you that you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch, and YouTube. All right, let's get to the hardest worker of the game, brought to you by Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at ACSO. I think this one is a relatively easy one. I could give it to Stephen Curry because he led the way offensively for the Warriors. 31 points. uh, Also had five rebounds, uh, four turnovers, though, for Stephen Curry. A couple of them came very early in this game. He played a clean game after those first couple of minutes. But I got to give it to Jonathan Kaminga. He turned this game around for the Golden State Warriors in his 16 minutes and 44 seconds on the court Again, which were the final 16 minutes and 44 seconds of the game, essentially. He checked in for the first time with 4 minutes and 45 seconds left in the third quarter. He was great. In those 16:44. 13 points, 6 of 6 from the field, had a couple of steals. His first really moment on the court was a steal and a dunk. And it got Steph Curry fired up. It got the crowd fired up. And in those 16:44 on the court for Jonathan Kaminga, he was a game high, plus 13. So Jonathan Kaminga, he's our hardest worker of the game tonight. He certainly deserved it. Brought to you by Alameda County Sheriff's Office. All right, that'll do it for Warriors. Wrap up on this Wednesday evening. Thanks so much for tuning in all night long here on 95.7 The Game. Coming up next for the Golden State Warriors. Again, they're in Oklahoma City on Friday. Tip-off is at 5. Coverage will begin at 4 on 95.7 The Game. Willard and Dibbs will have your Warriors live from 4 to 4.30. We'll get out to Oklahoma City at 4.30, tip off at 5, and I'll be here with you in the evening for Warriors. Wrap up on 95.7 The Game on Friday night. I did want to remind you one more time, Steve Kerr coming up tomorrow at 3 with Willard and Dibbs, and I'm sure there'll be lots of questions about Jonathan Kaminga and his place in this Warriors rotation. Again, that's tomorrow, Steve Kerr with Willard and Dibbs at 3 here on 95.7 The Game. All right, for Chris O'Connell, for Sterling, bend it across the glass. My name is Mark Randy, signing off. Thanks so much for tuning in to Warriors. Wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. Golden State knocks off Portland. Final score, 110-106. to They're back to 10-11 and 11 in their regular season, and they'll try to get back to 500 tomorrow, or pardon me, Friday in Oklahoma City. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great night here on 95.7 The Game.